everybody. Welcome to another podcast episode uh, with me, Josh, and Matt. Wait, you didn't give yourself a nickname that time. The last couple of times you've, you've given yourself a nickname. The Bootylicious Babe. No. No? no. Okay. No. <laughs> I've been working out. Okay. <laughs> what? L- a lot of squats or what? I mean, I'm not against the squat. <laughs> Against the squat. Uh, well, it's like a burpee. I'm against the burpee. Oh, I'm anti burpee. <laughs> see this is what, oh. see how, how fast your face oh. went too. I'm a, I'm anti. The burpee literally might be the worst. It's not healthy. It's the worst developed exercise. And I know people swear by it. It's, it's like watching CrossFitters do do the, the wall, pull-ups. Or the wall balls. Yeah. No, oh, no, the burpee's stupid. awful. What do, you, awful. what do you think, Paul? Hey, Yay, by the hey, way, yeah, we hey. have a guest with us tonight. Hey, hey. Uh, we gave him a shout out, ironically, last podcast. Yeah, I think so. And here he is, live and in person. Good to be here. Paul Martins from Maple Creek, or as you called it, Paul the Cavs. <laughs> Cavs Martin from <laughs> MC. MC, yeah. Yeah, you gave you like to short form things. I'm not sure why. <laughs> it's just, I don't have time. I'm getting old. <laughs> oh. I got to make it go quick. MC, that's M- fine. Okay, no. Yeah. So yeah, Paul Martins, how you doing? Good. Good. It's good to be here. Yeah. You um, you look like you've done some burpees in your life. A long time ago. Long I'm time. also anti burpees. Yeah. Don't See, worry. I love it. Yeah. It aligned. We're yeah. This is going to be a great podcast. We're already aligned. Are we going to pull out the Laura Woodley? Then we touch spirit to spirit. Yeah, we no. entwine and we're cut. No. Do you remember that? Oh no, <laughs> you don't remember that. Where, where you? Uh, do you know who Laura Woodley is? I do. Okay, so you're part of that. Well, I guess you would, because you're having. Um, did you have or are having Fatine come to your church? Yeah, we had her. Yeah, you had her. So she's kind of part of that. Um, kind of like that movement, right? Yeah. The Fatine, the Laura Woodleys, the First Assembly back in the day. Yes, fresh uh, Fire Monday. Fresh Fire tequi- yeah. te- Tequila Mondays. <laughs> tequila Mondays. No, tequila Mondays. It became that. Fire in the Rock. First. No, it wasn't yeah. a Fire in the Rockies. Not Fresh yes. Fire. Whatever it was. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Million dollar offerings. That's all I care about. Um, okay. Anyway. I'd like one. <laughs> <laughs> when we all, Paul? Well, you you want a Fire in your Rockies? Or? I was thinking more than a million dollar offering. Oh, oh, well, don't we all? Well... Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. So how are you doing? How are things in Maple Creek? Good. Yeah, things are going well. Wow. Um, I don't know. Life is good. <laughs> your dad's retiring. He is this Re- Saturday. This Saturday. And so wow. you're doing kind of a big... 25 years in ministry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's got a crazy story. Actually, he just put a book book out telling the story. Oh, amazing. Which is cool too. Plug it. Plug it. He, uh, yeah, he's an atheist. Used to love to argue with he you. He is an atheist now. Sorry, currently? he used to be. Oh, okay. He was <laughs> the like, atheist wow. pastor. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> That'd be no, That's a great. Book. Probably happens today. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, oh, United Church of Canada. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, he was uh, grew up in Denmark, very much an atheist, and moved to Canada, and loved to argue with people that they were tell them they were fools if they believed in Jesus, and uh, some mm. some neighbors actually started a Bible study just to reach out to them, and they ended up giving their hearts to the Lord and. Long story short, he became a pastor. Right. Pastor okay. Maple Creek. Can go halfway years? like a brick builder? He had to go all the way to be a pastor. <laughs> all in. It was a story of Paul, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? That's so, great. That's awesome. That's great. So 25 years. Sunday, Saturday's kind of his retirement thing. Sunday, are doing a celebration for him. And yeah, and then actually Monday, I'm taking him to Denmark to see his family. So amazing. That's yeah. so great. Oh my, that's so great. The Danes. The, the Danes. Danes. I am a Viking. 
Watch out. You, oh. You're built like a Viking. <laughs> well. If you've never seen Paul Martins, he's a solid 5'10". Five nine. Come on, five eleven and a half. Oh come on, you're not well, that I tall. You're are exaggerating. You? I think you're with with lifts. No, no. But but he's no, also no. he's also <laughs> five eleven width wise, but yeah. all muscle. His calves are literally as big as Josh's waist. It's it's scary, yeah. and, and kind of amazing. <laughs> One time, Paul and I had an arm wrestle oh. at junior high convention. And uh, everybody wanted us to arm wrestle, and uh, we kind of put our hands on the table. Yeah. And he grabbed my mitt, and I Aww. grabbed his mitt. <laughs> and the minute he grabbed my mitt, I thought, "Well, oh no, <laughs> there goes my arm. I think he's going to rip my shoulder out." And he he uh, he did that old man strength thing where he's like, "Okay, uh, oh, yeah. you you start whenever you're going to start," and I'm reefing on him. He's like, "Okay, whenever you're going to start," and I was like, "I am not." I don't know why you're. Mo- I don't know why you're mocking that. This is coming from the same guy that goes to restaurants, and when they say Bill, you say no, thank you. <laughs> I <laughs> like, felt bad right in front of Bennett too. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's all right. It's every everybody needs a good humbling once in a while. I have a confession. I don't know if I've ever actually lost an arm wrestle. Oh, um, stop it! I can't imagine you have. I I don't remember. It maybe happened. Okay, but. well, you know what? We're not going to dote on you the whole... Anyway. Anyway. I'm done with... with Eat I've steak. Never lo- I've never lost the... never lost the... I'm wrestle. Eat steak, I was says. five. I was just <laughs> killing people, whatever. Um, so, uh, we're starting a brand new series. Romans. 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 And we said on Sunday, for all of those that were not there... Because uh, we were there and not at... Birch. Um, so... Really what we were doing, what we said was the reason why we're doing books of the Bible is because with all the, with, with Birch, with um, um, kind of the way the church is, we wanted to really kind of center some things and make it really simple because, uh, you know, lots Let's of times. Let's be honest. We sometimes spend more time trying to come up with clever 100%. and neat names for our sermon series, and then no one ever remembers what yeah. we talked about. It, it, like, True. they'll remember one piece here or there, or whatever, yeah. right? So for us, like, let's just keep it simple, and like, we're in the Book of Romans. Oh, cool. Uh, so what I did was I kind of talked about kind of the setting of it, the context of it, and how Paul's really wanting to go to Spain. He hasn't been, he's never been there yet. He's preached all through Asia Minor, which, you know, but I mean, just go Google that. And he's done. Like, he, he spent some time there. He's done all the good stuff that he wants to do, but he's really ambitious to go somewhere else. And so he writes a letter to the Roman church because he's going to end up traveling there. In fact, that's where he ends up dying. When he ends up um, there, he ends up getting arrested and ends up in jail. So this is like the midpoint to get to Spain. So he's never met these people before. So he's like, hey, uh, I might as well write to these guys, ask them, you know, for some, for some help as I go over to, to Spain. And so he writes to them and to kind of prove that he is an apostle or a church leader, because some of it was suspect with Paul. I mean, literally several years before he was killing people. Well, yeah, he had a reputation. He had a reputation. He, he, he did some things. He did some things. Uh, and then eventually he ends up uh, becoming, you know, this guy who's preaching to people who are not Jews, um, you know, to folks that are uh, outside of that whole group of people and does a really good job of it, but still always kind of suspect. And so I'm sure the Romans had heard about him, but now he wanted to share with them, like, why he's legitimately 
why they should legitimately invest in him and why he's a legitimate apostle. So is it kind of like going on LinkedIn yeah, and, and just basically. dropping all your credentials? A hundred percent. And for him, it was beyond credentials. It was like, I, I want to show you, I want to tell you what I actually believe. I'm kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, so the first 12 chapters is him explaining what he believes in terms of, you know, salvation or coming to Jesus and what does that look like overall, the human story, how that all started, how we got to where we need to go. And then the other chapters are really about some other stuff in terms of just practical Christian living and what does that look like. So uh, we started with chapter one, and the first chapter, what, what I brought up was, like, here's Paul introducing himself to people, and he kind of sets his thesis statement. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I actually believe that it's the power of God for salvation. And lots of times when we talk about Christianity and we talk about, you know, life and love and Jesus and all these other things, I fear that sometimes we've just overcomplicated everything. We've made it so difficult and so hard, especially when we're talking about what's the purpose of a Christian person in the world. And Paul literally has broken it down to, look, like, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I actually think it's going to save people from some things, from themselves, from you know, eternity away from God, from a ton of stuff. Like, I think that's the power that, that, we, that, you know, that makes what we have viable. So, you know, uh, the question is really, I think, around it for us when we talk about the gospel. It's the gospel's good news. Yeah. And yet what we do all the time is we're just like, there's a ton of bad news. We love telling people the bad news, like, oh, if you don't get to know Jesus, well, you'll I, be separated forever. You know what? How that's bad news. We, we put it in our, in our uh, little group on Sunday at our yep. church that if I have good news... You know, I, I use the example of, hey, we bought a house. Yeah. That's good news. It's great news. Um, we, we bought a house. At no point thereafter yeah. am I trying to convince you yeah. that I bought a house. <laughs> right? I never thought of it that way and before. That's, that's what good news is. Like, we, we, if it was hey. really good news, hey, Jesus is here to save you. Yeah. Hey, I want to tell you about what Jesus has done in my life. Yeah. Not then... And thereafter, try to convince you through... Um, I bought a house. A, you <laughs> know, like a thesis and an argument of, like, I have to now win this. It, it goes this is from, why I bought this house. Right. It yeah. goes from declaring good news yeah. to somehow we're, now we're in a court of law and I have to prove my case. 100%. And, and I think that's where we get it ma- messed up is it's good news. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Good news. Hey, we're having a baby. It's good news. Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I won the lottery. Hey, this or hey, that. This is all good news. I don't have to convince you thereafter yeah. that I've done something, like, that that's 100%. what happened. But we get into that mode. Yeah. And my question to the group was, why? Oh, why yeah. are we wired that way to all of a sudden have to subconsciously or consciously yeah. go, well, now I have to prove my case for Christ? Totally. Oh, that's a good book. <laughs> you know what else is cool about Paul that I, you know that comes to mind is he's such an example of what happens when you go from looking at Christianity, I guess, in a sense, as religion, like mm. not actually having a relationship with Jesus and using the Bible, per se, to as an excuse to harm people, to arrest people, to hurt people. And then he has an encounter with Jesus 
and everything changes. Yeah. And you look at the reason why, like in Romans, he comes and says, like, listen, guys, this is how you get made right with God. This is what it's all about. Yeah. This is the truth. And, you know, it's because he had an encounter with Jesus. And we need that. Yeah. You yeah. know, that changes everything. It goes from just being tradition to, you know, whether it's church or any kind of uh, practical religion that we go to, to actually having a relationship with him. And it changes everything. And that's what Paul was trying to teach people too. Like, hey, this is available to you. And it's not just about going through the motions, but this is real. Yeah, and like his transformation was so dramatic and so influential to him and so life-changing that the good news, quote-unquote, to him was legitimately like, I was going this way. Yeah. And I have this relationship with Jesus now. Not this relationship with church people, this relationship with the church or all the hypocrisy that comes with some of that. I I encountered Jesus and it literally changed my life. And I got to tell somebody, we've all, I mean, maybe we haven't done, but there's been times in my life where there are things that I've purchased (laughs) that have been so amazing that I have to tell people about it. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with both of you. You're both lovely. No, it's not. I just think sometimes we're like, oh, he had an encounter. It was extreme. Yeah. He's the exception to the rule for most people. Right? Like most people's encounters with Jesus at some point, especially people that have grown up in church, it's like, I went to church. Well, and maybe and their encounter when when they were eight was extreme. Sure, but, but uh, familiarity breeds contempt over time. But, but my thing is, what what if it what if it wasn't right? Like, what if it was like, oh, I just grew Josh, up are you them. suggesting that the church <laughs> or evangelicalism would manipulate? No, with no pads no. in the background. No, I, I just at think an what we do call is at camp and yeah, say, well. <laughs> I've done it. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I just think sometimes we hold things to such high to high extremes where we're like, this is the exception to the rule. But now everyone's like, oh, I didn't have that. Right. So then how, like, how, like this, how am right. I supposed so to? So if I don't have an extreme encounter, yeah. then was it even because, anything? Because I agree with you, Paul. Like, I, I agree that people need to encounter God and not make it about religion and all that other stuff. I think for me, it's the, well, what does that look like for folks, right? Like not everyone's going to get kicked off of a donkey. No. Right. But, but I think there is this space where Paul then turns it into on my daily. I'm like, he's been good to me. I want to tell somebody about that. And that's the good news of it. Right. Like, yeah. And he goes into it too. And just says like, Hey, it's not about your outward actions. It's do you believe? Yeah. Like, do you believe? Like faith. It's just all faith. Yeah. The beginning to the end. The one commonality just is faith. faith. Yeah. And I mean, God knows how to reach out to us where we're at, right? Like, and I think, like, yeah, we're made to have encounters with him, and it'll look different. I, you know, maybe I'm an exception to your rule. Like, I had an encounter with Jesus when I was yeah. in university, and it, I was like, okay, I'm done running. Like, Lord, I'm yeah. yours. And it's affected my life ever since. But I think, ultimately, we're meant to, we're meant yeah. to encounter him all the time. Yeah. Do you, and do I you don't actually mind? own a donkey, so I can't get knocked do, off do you my, Mine was, was, I'll give you a try. That was mine. Yeah. That'd be 20 plus years later. I'm still here. Right? Are you still exactly. giving it a try? Or? No, no, no. No, no I just, I, I so remember. So let's say, Josh no. is still giving it a try and no. Paul's dad's an atheist. Yeah, this is getting <laughs> We're doing good. No, I, I, I just think, again, like, because it's so different, but but the, the news is the same. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And yeah. I think when it comes to, like, even at our table on Sunday was, well, how, how does that flesh itself out? And, like, 
you know, some people were like, well, you know, I don't know if I have the opportunities to say anything. And, and sure, you might not have the opportunities because it's a corporate environment or, or whatever. But at the same time, like there's something about the way you live your life hmm. that is so, I don't know, like out of sort, not out of sorts, just like it just demonstrates that there is good news. Well, yeah. I, I've always believed that, you know, go with me, this is kind of a... a when you say that, I'm always like, where are we headed walk, right now? Walk with me, boys. I've always felt that there's a spiritual stench that we can give off. Oh, my. Okay? No, no listen, listen. Stinky for Jesus. Stinky for Jesus. Sanctified there, and stinky. There's something about the way you live, the way you talk, the way you act, that, you know, what's, we've said this many times over. Preach the gospel and use words if you have to. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that my presence around people, the way I act, the way that this... Holy Spirit stench, right, um, works. And people yeah. can see and feel and sense something different in you. And I don't have to do something that the Holy Spirit is already doing um, around me and through me. And, and, yeah. and who knows what's going on in, in someone else's life. Right. And somehow I think we always feel like we need to step in. We need to like, we, we, you know, I know, I know you got this, but I'm going to do more God. I'm going to, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to, I'm going to be your, your catalyst for this change. Yeah. And it's sometimes like, (laughs) I honestly, yeah. Sometimes I think God's up there like, like, thanks, Matt. Yeah. I really love you. I got it. I don't, I I don't need you on this one. Do you believe? (laughs) But, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. So there's a stench that we give off that we can give off. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I, I think that analogy works is because there's also the stench of Christians who are stinky. Well, they smell. And smell not bad. The, they smell bad. They're yeah, not, okay. It's not the good, you know, it's not the sauvage from Johnny Depp. Oh, my. It, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's um, sales up 50% since the trial started. Oh, my. Um, it, and so that's why I think people get turned off on Christianity because there, there's the good smelling and, and then the really bad smelling. Yeah. And, and then, then you have the, the extreme outliers of like, okay, not only do they smell bad, but they're going to tell you right. all about how bad you are. You know, not good news. I'm going to tell you about all the things that you need to work on before you can, you know, come into the fold. Okay. So, so how do you guys then do this good news thing, right? Like, yeah, your life, yes, your words, all that other stuff. But like, have, have there been moments in your life where um, you just felt like, look, like I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to leave it and let see what God does. Well, for me, it it often um, it often translates into longer term relationships with people that I know. Right. Yeah. That I haven't had. Um, you know, the day-to-day or the week-to-week conversation, like my neighbor. Yeah. Because um, it's a longer-term relationship. So on the first day I, I meet my new neighbors, I don't come out and tell them, hey, do you know Jesus? But I tell them <laughs> over time that hey. I'm a pastor. Yeah. We have a church. And then they start to talk to me about all kinds of stuff. Hey, where are you headed this morning? Like yeah. they see me every Sunday morning when we when we do our church. They oh where are you? oh I'm going to church today you know I got to yeah. do my Jesus thing and they're like oh that's pretty cool and then they invite them to birch and yeah. all those things and eventually there there's always like 
conversations that come up like they're stressed out with their kids or they're stressed out with their jobs or they're yeah. and and that's where when when we have people who say they don't have an opportunity i think that's where you have to have eyes to see and ears to hear that there's an opportunity to 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 throw some encouragement some hope some some yeah. something about faith to them in those moments and and it doesn't happen every week it doesn't have uh, happen every moment but those things happen yeah I think that's good. And like, I can't remember where the saying is, but like love looks like something, you know? And so when we love Jesus and when we really believe, I think our life does look like something. We don't have to actually preach per se or say a lot, but people want to see the, there's something in us that's attractive. If you want to talk about smells, like you give off an aroma that attracts people. See, I like that better, an aroma. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's my pastor word. Uh, Smells is, it's just not a good word. (laughs) Do I need to leave right now? What is going on between you two right now? Folks. We're just talking. No. Just talking, man. (laughs) But yes, you're right. Stenches. Yeah. You know, and as a pastor, you have those moments on a, whenever you gather that, you know, people come and they can encounter Jesus, but. Often, it, like Matt was saying, it's it's the you know I coach hockey and I yeah. coach soccer and those kind of things. I I help in the community at different things, and it's out of those long term relationships that people go, hey, like this happened. Would you pray with me? I know you believe, you know, yeah. and they they see something obviously yeah. without me going and preaching at them and say, I, I know you have something that I'm missing and I'm I'm looking. I I know for me even at work, like it's calling out the good in people. Absolutely, like it's having these moments where you're like you're looking at somebody, you can tell that they're maybe down and out like just feeling kind of whatever or they have never had somebody affirm them in a way and like you just have these moments where you're like oh just say this now like just Mm. affirm them like okay cool like let's go and it doesn't cost me anything Mm -mm. and it doesn't make me look weird because i'm i'm literally saying to people like you're great like you do this well like i i like i think sometimes we make it harder than it should be yes Oh, well, not sometimes, all the time. Like it, it, We've talked about this a million times, it feels yeah. like. Love your neighbor and love God. I know. Right? And But 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 then we go, yeah, but. Right? Yeah. With the yeah, yeah buts. Yeah. yeah, but if I just do this, if I just go about it this way, if I just dig a little deeper, if I just do this, if I read my Bible a little more, if I pray a little more, maybe if I preach a little harder, maybe if I, um, with my coworkers, I, I kind of come at them with a better way to kind yeah. of hit... And it's like, no, it's okay to just be like, hey, man, you look really good. You know, you look good today. Or, you know, I know you look a little, you know, whatever. You're doing really good in your job. Yeah. And I really appreciate you. And, you know, and those things stack up. And I know that for a fact in your life, Josh, because I'm I'm hearing about the stories of people who are now listening to the podcast or who who are asking you to do weddings, who are asking you to do stuff that are outside of the church, but know something about you. (laughs) Actually, right before this, I was in my car doing premarital counseling for a guy and his and his fiance who um he worked at Vendasta for years. Now he's doing his master's in Toronto. We're in the back. Okay, so they weren't in the back seat. No, they weren't <laughs> in the back seat. No, no. Well, I mean, uh, so, you know, like I, but I just thought I'm sitting outside of Matt's house before I go in to do the podcast, doing this with somebody who, uh, you know, like they, they knew I, I do that and they asked me to do it. I, yeah. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I'm good. Tomorrow I'm driving an hour and a half North of here to do pre-marriage counseling with a couple that asked, and they've never, I don't know if they've ever been in a church. Wow. But I got to know them through some hunting stuff and become friends, and now they're like, hey, would you do our wedding? And yeah. that's like, that's just how, how we do life. What a privilege. I, I think, honestly, like, when you spend time with Jesus, 
so much of this just naturally happens, yeah. right? Like you don't have to try and put on anything. You just start to carry his heart. So the more I hang out with Jesus, the more I actually care about other people because he cares about other people. Well, the more I want to treat them all, I want to call out the gold in them because that's, that's his heart. But, but what do you, like when you see that though, do you, does it bring up memories of some of the stories in the Bible of Jesus hanging out with folks that all the religious people were like, eh, oh, yeah, not I doing mean, it. And we see that today. People are uncomfortable and they want to have religious ideas as far as, well, you shouldn't yeah. hang out with those people. You can't do it like this, right? No, we just love people. But I think, again, it's a relationship with him that makes me want to hang out with whoever I run yeah. into, right? I, I said this at our table on Sunday. One of the gauges for me that somebody is on the right track in their faith is that they are comfortable, they can be comfortable around non-believers. Which is, <laughs> when you think about it. Think about it. It's crazy, right? Like, like, like that's crazy. That. But, but think about what that does for the average person in a pew who doesn't think that they can be Hans, right? Like just go and become a pastor because they had the, an experience or you or me or whatever. Um, and they feel inadequate because they're not meeting that uh, yeah. exception to the rule bit and yet they're going to their workplaces and they're so comfortable around people but what we say to them is like oh well you know you might be led astray and some people might but for the majority of people I think there's there's this like Jesus was comfortable around people who didn't think like him act like him look like him live like him you can't talk like that today what do you mean? Well, if you think differently than me, we're not friends. I mean, no, that seems but, to be how it is. But, but that, yeah. that's the opportunity I think we have, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, I think a lot, there's a lot of Christians that go into their workplaces and they don't necessarily agree with everything, but, like, they make an impact in people's lives because they're, they're, they're focusing on the right thing. Oh, like, absolutely. Look, like, what's, what's important here? Like, that we have a relationship together or that we agree ever, on everything politically? Like, who cares? Yeah. All I know is your kids aren't doing good. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if, if I care about you, I can look past a lot of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. If I have God's heart. And I, I think people try and be something they're not. You know, either we, yeah. we hide because we're ashamed of who we are with our faith or we're scared of what other people think. Yeah. But, like, for some people, it's supernatural. Like, my dad would talk to anybody about Jesus. Sure. If you talk to him for five minutes, he somehow is going to turn that conversation to God. That's not me, but I live my life in a way, too, that 100%. my faith right. is real. And uh, so I don't think you have to try and be something you're not. You just 100%. love Jesus, and however that comes out, like, God's comfortable with you being you. Yeah. And he uses I that. I love that. We were just talking about opportunities, right? Yeah. And, and and so a friend of ours, Jeff Hillier, shout out to Hillier in Ottawa. Mediocre bridger. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, he's coming to camp he's this coming summer to camp. too. Josh so, is leading worship, I yeah. think, the weekend. Mediocre that, preacher. Okay. okay, let's go. So Jeff Hillier, uh, pastor in Ottawa. Kidding, Jeff, I love you. Um, tweeted this today. Uh, he, he, he talked about how he went to a prayer breakfast and, and yeah, yeah, with the, Mr. The Trudeau Minister. was there. Paul's favorite person. Okay. And so he wrote, it's amazing how, it, how easy it is for Christians yeah. to close doors for opportunities to discuss Christ with others simply by going on social media. Oh, yeah. Right? And so whether it's social media or in person, we sometimes we put Christ on, we put Jesus on a shelf. Yeah. And we start preaching our own opinions. We start and, and, and kind of taking slants that aren't really founded in any, anything <laughs> biblical. Yes. And so my point is, 
like when it comes to going to your workplace and whatever, yeah. it's like we can't even have those conversations because it's not about Jesus. It turns to my personal preference on Listen, who the prime minister of Canada is versus... Here's the thing, though. I go to work every day with people who, you know, for the most part, and, and many would say, like, they, they don't, they aren't part of a religious institution whatsoever. Okay, cool. Literally, whether or not the vaccine is a uh, is a uh, conspiracy theory or not has never come up. Right. Uh, you know who's who's the right person for the job in in the prime minister's office. Literally, has never come. Like people have made snips or whatever, but it's not a big deal, right? Like, uh, what do I think about? The end, like, 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 none of that stuff has ever come up. It's always been about the individual people and how they're doing and what's going on in their lives, right? Right, like, getting into all of this periphery stuff is because we're inundated with information from so many media outlets and so many different things that are so slanted one way to like our the way that you know they're trying to protect something that. The average person in, in, in everyday life is not talking that way. You just don't think that way. Right. Or like the couple you go hunting with, you're not sitting there going, hey, uh, so what do you think about uh, QAnon? <laughs> is that how Paul sounds? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I've never winked like that. i got to try that. <laughs> yeah, if, you for didn't those see my wink. Are, it looked like I had a tress. Oh, if you were in the room, Josh just gave him about 15 winks with his left eye really <laughs> fast. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, Mark Clark. Yeah, no, it's just a... <laughs> he has Tourette's. What? It's a public thing. What do you want me to do? I didn't know that, but I always wondered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, why you think he twitches all the time? Because he's got Tourette's. It's a legitimate thing. Yeah, no, that's good. Get <laughs> Any last words, Paul? Anything, yeah. anything you want to say? Anything you want to encourage the folks with? I feel, honestly, the best thing we can do is love Jesus. Fall more in love with him. Uh, and him. he uses us. He uses you just the way you are. You don't have to put anything on. You don't have to, you just be yourself, and he uses that, and that's what he made you for. And I, I think we have to be more uh, concerned about just getting to know him and not by trying to put something on, and we'll make a difference. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Got anything else? Yeah. Uh, th- the only thing that I can think of is bye. Bye. <laughs>